if you're living your life the ask your work wife way, you should have three or four offers out there because you're playing the field. You know the rules of corporate America. You know this can happen and you're following our advice and fucking it up. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Annie. So I finally landed what I would consider my dream job at this point in my life. The culture seems amazing for my interviews. There's room for growth, and the pay is a very nice increase from what I'm making now. But I don't start for three weeks, and I have this awful feeling that they're going to email me and say, LOL, JK, we're not hiring you now. I know this is always a possibility, but it's consuming me and I can't shake it. I'm trying to convince myself I do deserve all this greatness, but I can't help but think, what if? IDK what I'm looking for here. Reassurance, I guess? By the way, I've already signed my offer letter last week, and my background check is done. So I'm just in limbo now, waiting for my start date, maybe feeling this way because it's so far away. Tell me I'm crazy, please. Annie, we know why you're asking this question. Uh Uh-huh, we've seen it. Because just like you, every time we open LinkedIn, we read about rescinded offers, old offers, now you don't have a job, like the fear is real, it's founded, this whole thing is happening, it's a real thing. Yeah, didn't hear anything for three weeks, showed up the first day and nothing's prepped for you, you're like, oh shit, never mind. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's really bad and your fear is completely grounded. And it's interesting to sit back and like having been in the workforce for so long, it has happened before, but this may be the first time it's happened to some parts of the generation or to, let's say, Gen Z, first job out of college or second job out of college, right? Like this is the first time we've had a major recession, like since 2008, right? That was the last time this happened where you just had a scale bubble, like something happened, like the economy grew too fast. People tried to scale too fast. You hired 20 people to do one person's job, turns out, <laughs> Facebook. Um, and now and now the recession's happening and, you have to, and companies are having to cut resources. So the fastest way to cut a resource is not to onboard you. And it, it sucks, but that's a company making monetary decisions, which is, if you've listened to any other part of this <laughs> podcast, you know, a company is not here to take care of you, Yeah. right? I, I hope your offer doesn't get rescinded, but like after this episode, I want you to make sure that you're prepared for anyone who's listening and whose job offer has been rescinded. We totally empathize. We're really sorry that it's happening. You're getting stuck between a rock and a hard place and you're the collateral damage. It's going to be a really tough lesson, but yeah, I think it is good and Maybe weirdly grounding to know there's nothing new here, actually. Yeah, totally. Like, I'm like, I'm like, when I start looking at my stock portfolio and it's going down. I know. Right? Mine too. <laughs> I have to remind myself that like the economy goes in 10 year cycles and we're a little bit overdue for one of these, right? 2008 to 2022 is a mm, little bit long, right. right? And and if you go even further back in these 10 year cycles, you end up like my parents in the 70s mm. had to stand in gas lines. We're all bitching about high gas prices. Well, at least you can... Get, get gas, some, yeah. And you can get a full tank. It used to be you'd stand in line for half a day and you'd only get five gallons. Uh, so you sure should hope you weren't trying to drive anywhere. 
So I take like weird comfort in knowing like, well, it's happened before and it's been a little bit worse. So. And it's, and it's normal actually yes. uh-huh. on some level. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, is it how comforting is it? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. Like, I know. I, it's like trying to tell chicken little, like, listen, don't worry. This guy is falling. It's been falling for decades. You're like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I give yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that's why we're here a little bit is like, let's, let's expose some of that reality. Let's do yeah. a bit of a reality check around what corporate America is and say, yeah, like if we're surprised, that's, mm. that's a little bit on us, uh-huh. unfortunately. And the way I think about it is like, we do have a fundamental misunderstanding of corporate America if we're expecting it to do anything that's not in its best interest. Yes. Right? Exactly. And when the economy was growing quickly, it was in its best interest to scale up. As the economy is dropping, it's in the company's best interest to scale down. That's just a roller coaster that we live on. It actually makes sense on some level. Turns out. (laughs) So Annie, we're very impressed actually with your concern. I, I love that you're thinking ahead. Like, what do I do in three weeks if I show up and there's nothing for me, right? For everyone else out there who's, I don't know, already personalized their new stationery, I need you to just sit down and take a look at this episode because this is a real thing that's happening and you need to be prepared. What we're here to help you do and be empowered to do and know how to do is that just like corporate America is going to let you go the moment you're not serving it, I want you to let a company go the moment it's not serving you. That's why episode one, quitting Quitting is is for for everyone. everyone. (laughs) We need to toss loyalty out the door. A company's not loyal to you. You're not loyal to it. So in this situation, Annie, you may be the one who's like bearing the brunt of this because your offer may be rescinded and that sucks for now. But like if you're living your life the ask your work wife way, it's okay. You should have three or four offers out there because you're playing the field. You know the rules of corporate America. You know this can happen and you're following our advice and fucking it up to get what you want. <laughs> we know that leaves you, Annie, in a situation where you're not sure if this offer is going to be pulled and we want to give you some practical advice uh-huh. for how to handle that. And we're going to do that after the break. If you want bite-sized information about how to get more at Corporate America, follow us on Instagram at Ask Your Wife. I don't know if these are good ads. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> now that we're back from this break, it's time for some Vanessa Tough Love. Annie, you need to understand that if your offer gets pulled, you are now unemployed. Period. And it turns out you know how to handle that. If you've listened to us this far, the tough love becomes from me, why do you only have one offer in hand? This should be the first of many offers. You should have signed it, accepted it, done the onboarding, got the drug test, did all the shit, and still been interviewing, still been in third and final rounds with your next company, still been in signing an offer letter on the other company. You know what? You should have six or seven signed offers and then you should get to pick them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that would be the ultimate ask your wife move actually. Oof. Like like let's play 52 card pickup with my offers and decide on which one's best. In fact, Holland, I feel like you advised someone on this recently. Did you not? Super did. Okay. Um great. so she she was in final offers with two companies. Okay. Which great. is great. I support it. Three's better. Five's amazing. Seven's the best. Yeah. <laughs> turns out. <laughs> but she had two. Great. First offer came through. She signed it. She started the job. She started the she, job. Yeah, I was like, she started working, She right? started yeah. the I job. Thought so. That's what I was like. I'm pretty sure she was a boss and just like started working. <laughs> she super did. And then she was still interviewing. So she took an hour here, hour there. Dental with this, appointments. Yeah, the second mm-hmm. company. She got the offer. Oh my God, I love this. She sat on it for a couple of days, thought about it. We had a couple conversations about it. She ended up 
keeping the job she signed originally okay and rejecting the second that came through but she had the choice at that moment to make a call and remind me what was the question you asked her in that decision moment my question to her was what do you want and to her credit because she's an ambitious woman (laughs) who knows what she wants she had an answer that was very clear for her there was a number that Mm -hmm. she wanted like a salary number right and then she wanted really only thing she wants out of this, whatever this next role was going to be, whether it was the one she had started <laughs> or the one that she'd gotten an offer for, what she wanted to learn. That, that became then the decision criteria, right? Like, exactly right. Which of these offers is going to allow me to learn the most? Yeah, because the number was the same. So <laughs> congratulations to you. <laughs> She's doing a great job. That, what that tells me, she did her vertical research very well. She's doing great. Mm-hmm, great. Um. So it really wasn't a crisis at all Mm -hmm. to make the choice between the two because she knew what she wanted. She had that decision-making matrix. Mm -hmm. And let's like, let's play a little hypothetical. Like let's say that Annie, you were in the situation where you got an offer from one. Okay. Keep pursuing that, but don't let anyone else off the hook. That's exactly right. We see questions like this all the time from people who are wanting to work with us who are like, Oh, I got, I like signed my offer letter. What do I do with the other people I'm interviewing with? The answer is keep fucking interviewing. Exactly. Keep going. I, I was in a job for three months before some, one, somebody that I had applied to called me back. I took the interviews. I got to round three with them. I'm happily settled in this job past 90 days doing the thing. And like, I'm still interviewing and still getting offers. That's the move. So like, let's say that your mentee had that first offer rescinded. Well, she's got another one in the bag. That's the security we're talking about. That's yeah. how you fuck up corporate America. You play their game against them. Colin, I love the story of your mentee, and it just reminds me and Annie, and I hope everyone listening, this is why we plan our life in three moves. Three moves doesn't actually care how you get from one move to the next. It could be this job. It could be that job. And I love that she laid this out for you, Holland. Like first, she wants a number. Second, she wants to learn. That's actually the move. Everyone wants more money. Fine. The money was neutralized in the situation, which is perfect for yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. And the thing she actually wanted to do was learn. And one position provided more learning than the other. That's exactly right. That's the one that's going to get you to your second move of three. So the answer for you, Annie, is you must get clear on what you want and the three moves that are going to get you there. Annie, tactically speaking, there's a few ways to go about this. We cover this on this podcast. We're going to give you a couple more insights right here so that this never happens again. And I think like the first, the first one is like, you've got three weeks. Okay. Who else have you been interviewing with? Cause I know because you listen to us, you have not just been interviewing with one company this entire time. Uh-huh. So who else have you been interviewing with? Is there anyone that you need to follow up with that? Like maybe you dropped off their radar. Is there any way you can like double down on anybody? If you need to do some LinkedIn stalking, like mm-hmm. you want to send some DMS, like now, now's the time. Send a few Hail Mary passes. Let's get this done. I need a couple more interviews in the next few weeks to like start moving. That's going to give you something to do so you're not sitting around stressing out and it's going to get you into the position we want you to be in, which is always have three to five offers in hand. One of the ways we like to do this just for, for anyone who this might be relevant to is the concept of batch applying. Mm, I love, I love when you decide to do this. It really made me very happy. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Yeah. Here's what That's I mean when I, I say. I learned from you. Oh, thank you. Um, here's what I mean when I say batch applying. Over the course of about maximum of two weeks, I like to do it in a week better two days <laughs> uh-huh. if you're like me. I don't know. You should be applying for 40 to 50 jobs mm-hmm. so that all of those 40 to 50 jobs are starting at the same time at yeah. the same stage, right? You do all your applications over the course of that, let's call it a week. You got 50 resumes in. 
That's so operational. I oh, love it. I know. <laughs> this is you. Email me for a spreadsheet <laughs> hack. I could never come up with this. This is why this is all you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that starts everyone at the same starting gun, right? Totally. Now, from there, you're going to have some folks that move a little faster. Your bigger corporation is going to move a little slower. Your small houses are going to move even more, like, yeah. even more quickly. A little more frenetic. Surprisingly quickly. <laughs> yeah. Too quickly, maybe. Red flag. A little bit of a red flag. Um. But what starting at the same moment allows you to do is keep as much control over the pacing of these things mm -hmm. as possible. So that the reason that you always have three to five offers in hand is because you started those 40, 50 applications at the same time. They're all coming to the first stage at the same time. You've got 40 recruiter interviews. Then you've got 40 first rounds with the hiring manager. And then you've got 40 director level people right after that. And then you've got 40 sweet suites to deal with. <laughs> and and like that seems a hyperbole. You might not actually have 40 C suites to deal with, but you need to make sure you're following up with those same 40 from the same, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this, the same cohort uh -huh. at the same time. So that like it whittles down to these three or five offers. And then once all 40 of those are accounted for and you've marked them clearly yes or no, then you can say, okay, I'm done with this whole thing. And we're going to start with the another 40 fresh. And honestly, it behooves you to do this, not only because you're going to end up with a good amount of offers at the same time at the end of this cycle, which takes about six to eight weeks, but also because you're having the same types of conversations with recruiters. You're mm -hmm. in the muscle memory of that yes. for that kind of mode. Same thing with the hiring managers, same thing with the directors, same thing with the C-suites. So you're not having like C-suite conversations in the same week you're having recruiter conversations in the same week you're having like first you and second drive level manager. You will crazy. Oh my God. You'll, all, you'll go crazy anyway. Well, you know. But let's make it operational isolation. <laughs> well, and this is what I love so much about your approach to this is it allows you to really exercise that muscle. So maybe the job you really want is in this batch and you schedule the C-suite for that one after you've had a couple other C-suite interviews so you can practice. Ooh, that's you are exercising this muscle, right? And this is another reason why we always like to have three to five offers in hand. Even if you've been at your current job for three years, I want you to have three to five offers in hand because the moment that something changes in the economy and you're out, you don't have as big of a learning curve as everyone else because you've been exercising that muscle. How do I talk to C-suites? How do I talk about myself? How do I talk about my accomplishments? How do I listen? How do I do my vertical research? How do I do all these things we've talked about in the negotiation episode, in the resume episode, in LinkedIn episode? That's why we call it the no prep interview. That's right. Because you are always prepared. You're always practicing. 100%. So, Number one, always have three to five offers in hand. There's lots of ways and systems to get that done, but like that is what we want for you. That's the ideal situation. There are a couple other ways that you can like make sure that you're never in the situation again where you have one offer and it could be rescinded. And that's okay? what your entire income is dependent oh upon. Oh my God, it's so, so stressful for me to even think about this. Like my heart's beating. <laughs> like, Second one, networking. You should have at least three to five people. I love this three to five range apparently. <laughs> three to five people in your network. You can get a job from today. I have this today. If I suddenly like left my current job or they downsized or they went upside down, I don't know, Ugh. probably all in a fishing accident somewhere. You know what oh, I mean? Like no. that's what we're doing last weekend. Like if that happened, I have three to five people I could reach out today and within about 30 to 60 days have a job. That's the strength of your network. And it takes that cultivation, it takes that time, it takes going to events, it takes it takes making sure that like your, your champions and mentors are yes. all like really secure. Totally. Right? Whew. Mm -hmm. The other thing we recommend is like, you all know by listening to this podcast, we have a side hustle. It's we have a podcast. couple of side hustles. Yeah, a few of them, right? This provides you income in the gap. Personal finance gurus will tell you you need to have an emergency fund. Right. I can throw a stone and find 10 people who don't have that emergency fund in place, right? Can't throw a stone at me. <laughs> no, I can't. Not in this room. Actually, we don't throw stones in here. My TV's in here. Your partner? <laughs> in here? Oh, yeah, you too. Expensive equipment. <laughs> <laughs> the microphones. 
<laughs> that Tiffany lamp. That <laughs> God. But like, while you should have an emergency fund, it's always good to have income coming in. I don't like to live on a depleting income. Like, uh, mm, it's not happening for me. If you have a skill that's not being monetized, make it happen. Work should only be 25% of your life. So what do you do with the other 75? 25, you should be sleeping. But that leaves 50% of your life. Do you doing else? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hike Mount Everest. Write a blog about it. Put some Google ads on it. Make some fucking money. You're welcome. Annie, the last thing we really want you to keep in mind about the situation maybe happening to you, anyone else who's listening who's in this situation, it's going to be okay. As long as you. <laughs> oh my God. As long as you do not emote about it on the internet, you are allowed to talk to your cat, your plant, your mom, your best friend. That's it. And it better be in person because if it's not IRL, it doesn't count. For anyone who's listening, whose offer has been rescinded, give yourself a week, mm-hmm. take a breather and start the batch. You know what to do. You got this. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. It's time for some Vanessa tough love. Tough love from Vanessa. This needs to be its own little like micro like segment or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if we start publishing this podcast twice a week, Monday's going to be like tough love for Vanessa or something. Oh God. It's going to be wild. Terrifying. <laughs> I know. It's like maybe it should be like a Tuesday or something. Like Monday I feel like is tough a enough. Aggressive. <laughs>